Good morning. Welcome to UUCCI, this full symphony, these instruments of peace, all of you here today. It's a joy that we can be together again on a Sunday morning, or if this is your first time with us, welcome to UUCCI. I'm the Reverend Nick Cable, and I serve as minister of this congregation, and we have another great morning ahead of us. We have time together here in the, in the service, and then our children will have wonderful times for learning and growth. Afterwards, we'll have food and conversation and a special gathering back here in the sanctuary for our green sanctuary uh, conversations about how we can be uh, more committed to being a green uh, building, green property, but also working to advocate for the, um, the earth out in the world. So um, I hope you'll join us for that as well. Thank you to everyone who came to the auction last night. There'll be an update during the offering, but we sure had a lot of fun and the food was great. And thanks again for all the volunteers last night. Whoever you are, wherever you are on your spiritual journey and whomever you love, you are welcome here. We affirm and promote the inherent worth and dignity of every person. We believe that each and every person is important. We affirm and promote justice, equity, and compassion in human relations. We believe that all people should be treated fairly. We affirm and promote acceptance of one another and encouragement to spiritual growth. We believe that our congregations and our places where all people are accepted and where we keep on learning together. We affirm and promote a free and responsible search for truth and meaning. We believe that each person must be free to search for what is true and right in life. We affirm and promote the right of conscience and the use of the democratic process. We believe that all people should have a voice and a vote about the things which concern them. We affirm and promote the goal of world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all. We believe that the world should work for a peaceful, uh, we should all work for a peaceful, fair, and free world. We affirm and promote respect for the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part. We believe that we should care for our planet Earth. So I'm wondering if there's anyone who would like to open the Wonder Box today. Clara, would you like to? Oh, nice. Professional. Oh, thank you. Can you give me that? Oh, my gosh. Thank you. You can sit down. Oh, we have a little clipboard here. Excellent. Let's see what it says. Can anyone read this uh, word here? Yeah. Values. Excellent. An online school is going well. So we are going to, as a group, come up. What is a value? What is a value? Yes. Yeah, it's something you're in your something you care about, something that you give worth to. Yeah. Yeah, some, everything has value, and some things maybe are worth a little bit more or less. So the values that we hold here or in our families um, or in society, there's lots to choose from. And so we need to pick some of our favorites. So what do you think 
would be some of the values that you see here at UUCCI or you think should be here at UUCCI. Yes. So friendship. Okay, excellent. Any friends out there? Any friendships? Okay. It's approved. Friendship. Scale of one to 10. Is that a, is that a 10? 10,000. Okay. Okay. Other values. Is there another, any other value? Yes. Family. Oh, it's kind of like friendships. Okay. Family. One to 10. Is that a 10? Ten thousand again. Ten thousand again. All right, Clara. How about ten million? Oh, okay. How about you? How about you, Clara? Brothers and sisters. Oh, is this your brother here, Eli? Okay, brothers and sisters. We're on a theme. What are some other kinds of words for values? People, of course, have tremendous value. But what are kinds of feelings or ways we can treat each other, Nora? Money. Okay. I did not see this going this direction. But actually, resources do help us to bring our values into the world. And um, uh, okay, let's get a, a plant somewhere in the congregation. Other values like, hmm, I don't know, like, yes. Food, okay, I like that one. Okay, food, because what happens when we eat food together? We... We're, we get friendships, we make connections, we're nourished, we try different types of food. Yes, Aurora. Happiness. Okay, now we're going. Okay, happiness. Is that a one to 10? What is that one? 10,000. Okay, that's a common. Okay, yes. Pets. Okay, okay. We're going to talk a lot about values later today. And I think in our classrooms, we'll have to be talking about that too. What about love? Is love is love something that should be in this place or like get it out of here? Yeah, love. Okay, love. Okay, we'll put love down. Okay. What other words do you think this place should be like? The earth. Oh, very nice, Clara. Recycle. Okay, here's a, here's a three-point plan. Recycle, don't, don't litter. Okay. Other, reduce, reuse, recycle. That should be on a bumper sticker. Any other, any other values from out there that you think? Kindness. Oh, excellent. Do you think we should do that? 10,000? Yeah, 10,000. Okay. 10 billion. I don't know that. That's a lot of zeros. Just do this. Um, yes, Sandra. Honesty. Ooh, George Washington, I cannot tell a lie. And we are honest with each other. And when we, when we come up short, sometimes we have to say, I'm sorry, I messed up. I didn't do what I thought. Eli, were you raising your hand? Cause you're, your mommy and daddy. Good one. Oh man. Okay. Others out there, other value? Inclusion. Okay, here we go forgiveness Ooh, i think there's a service about forgiveness in september i'll have to ask the minister yeah growth so like 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 a like a wart or like what kind of like a, like like you mean like we we yeah we're growing together we're learning we're growing we um we learn new things okay got it growth not a lump yeah no lumps uh olive Nature, ooh, okay. 
What? Oh, so we value worth here. And you know what's interesting? One of the changes that the UU world is considering is to change the word from worth to worthiness. Instead of defining everyone has inherent worth, which then says like, well, how much are you worth? How much are you worth? Instead say that we all have inherent worthiness, which is different. Claro, do you have one more? Yeah. I'm going to put that in air quotes. Be kind to everyone in the world. Clara. Okay. One more, Bella. Diversity. diversity. Okay, great. So we celebrate diversity. We see the power and strength in diversity. Oh, LG. Okay, hold on. Oh, oh to be TQI. QIA, good, excellent. All right, so clearly we have a lot of values. Some are 10,000, some are 10 billion, but all of us have these values. And one of the things we do here at UUCCI is to remember our values, to remember what we uh, hold as, as worthy of living into our lives. So whether you're here playing with people of your own age or you're um, interacting across generations, or you're out in the world, I hope that some of these values, we should post this somewhere, um, maybe on the back wall. No, no, we'll talk about it. We're looking for something to put on the back wall, but I don't think, maybe not yet. But anyway, I hope you might, uh, and maybe even add, add something that's not here yet. So I hope you all have fun uh, today, and we look forward to seeing you after the service, all right? So we'll sing our children out and youth out to their uh, classes today. I grew up in a household where we were always expected to do something, whether it was pick up after ourselves, help our mom, do our chores, spend time with our grandmothers, get dinner on the table, or help others, it was always expected. There was this poster on the wall, thou shalt not stand idly by, that sort of loomed large in the background of our home. I have done a little research on this expression and now know that it comes from Leviticus in the Old Testament, which if you've ever read it is quite weird. But taken out of that context, which was very directive, it still holds much meaning to me. In fact, we have it hanging on our wall at home as well. My dad was a doer. He was an activist working hard on the racial justice issues of the day, advising folks, caring for folks and confronting the powers that be. I don't know if he came by that naturally because of his upbringing or because he was a Catholic and had a guilty complex, but I suspect it was because he really felt deeply that he could make a difference and that he was in a position to do so. He was always for the underdog, it seemed, whether it was in sports or in society, and he did his best to make a positive difference in the lives of others. He was both compassionate and empathetic, two values that I absorbed and that I feel are exemplified by my faith as a UU, but with which I sometimes struggle. Although I glean most of my values from my dad, our UU principles, which are not dogmatic, but intentionally suggestive, hold, hold a lot of meaning for me as well. I realize, as is currently be being discussed in our denomination, that they are not perfect and that perhaps they need a reworking. I also realize that one can interpret them differently and take them as one will. I choose to think of them as guidelines. We seem to want to discuss the worth and dignity principle frequently. What about tyrants? I was recently reading an interview with a French Buddhist monk named Mathieu Ricard, 
who the press claims is the happiest person in the world. He scoffs at that label, but he did say in the interview, and I take this to heart because it is a difficult objective. He said that being compassionate should be universal. Quote, because this is different from moral judgment. It doesn't prevent you from saying that there are walking psychopaths, that they have no heart. But compassion is to remedy suffering where it is, whatever form it takes and whoever causes it. So what is the object of compassion here? It is the hatred and the person under its power. If someone beats you with a stick, you don't get angry with the stick. You get angry with the person. These people we are talking about are like sticks in the hands of ignorance and hatred. We can judge the acts of a person at a particular time, but compassion is wishing that the present aspect of suffering and the causes of suffering may be remedied. In a recent discussion about nothingness or the idea of doing nothing, I was not completely comfortable because I honestly am not convinced that doing nothing as a person of privilege is okay. <clears throat> yes, of course, it's okay to take a break. And yes, we all know that we cannot be effective in our social justice work or families or workplaces if we are totally strung out and exhausted. So in the case of self-care, I get that it's important to step back and do nothing. But generally, and I am particularly attracted to this aspect of UUism, I believe that action, not just words, is more effective and real than in inaction. I love UUism because as a denomination, we walk the talk. We recognize maybe late, maybe in the moment, maybe after hurt feelings rise up, but we recognize when we have erred. We do the work to improve and we move forward. I love this, it's why I'm here. I believe like Mathieu Ricard and articulated in our UU principles that suffering and hatred can only be alleviated by compassion and love. We have two readings today. The first are the proposed Article 2 uh, revisions to the UUA bylaws. Yes, there is sacredness in the bylaws that we will try to derive some truth and meaning from. And specifically, this is, um, if you're following along at home, Section C 2.2. And I think we'll have some images to go with us. As Unitarian Universalists, we covenant congregation to congregation and through our association to support and assist one another in our ministries, we draw from our heritages of freedom, reason, hope, and courage, building on the foundation of love. Love is the power that holds us together and is at the center of our shared values. We are accountable to one another for doing the work of living our shared values through the spiritual discipline of love. Inseparable from one another, these shared values are interdependence. We honor the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part. With humility and reverence, we covenant to cherish the earth and all beings from exploitation by creating and nurturing sustainable relationships of repair, mutuality, and justice, uh, care, and respect. With humility and reverence, we acknowledge our place in the great web of life, and we work to repair harm and damaged relationships. Pluralism. We celebrate that we are all sacred beings, diverse in culture, experience, and theology. We covenant to learn from one another in our free and responsible search for truth and meaning. 
We embrace our differences and commonalities with love, curiosity, and respect. Justice. We work to be diverse, multicultural, beloved communities where all thrive. We covenant to dismantle racism in all forms of systemic oppression. We support the use of inclusive democratic processes to make decisions within our congregations and society at large. Transformation. We adapt to the changing world. We covenant to collectively transform and grow spiritually and ethically. Openness to change is fundamental to our Unitarian and Universalist heritages. Never complete and never perfect. Generosity. We cultivate a spirit of gratitude and hope. We covenant to freely and compassionately share our faith, presence, and resources. Our generosity connects us to one another in relationships of interdependence and mutuality. And finally, equity. We declare that every person has the right to flourish with inherent dignity and worthiness. We covenant to use our time, wisdom, attention, and money to build and sustain fully accessible and inclusive communities. This is an excerpt from the Prophetic Imagination by Reverend Dr. Walter Brueggemann. The prophet engages in futuring fantasy. The prophet does not ask if the vision can be implemented, for questions of implementation are of no consequence until the vision can be imagined. The imagination must come before the implementation. Our culture is competent to implement almost anything and to imagine almost nothing. The same royal consciousness that make it possible to implement anything and everything is the one that shrinks imagination because imagination is a danger. Thus, every totalitarian regime is frightened of the artist. It is the vocation of the prophet to keep alive the ministry of imagination, to keep on conjuring and proposing futures alternative to the single one the king wants to urge as the only thinkable one. This month, we are exploring the very human questions of our existence, as illustrated in the lyrics of the song we just sang, and the questions, where do we come from? What are we? Where are we going? We began with history two weeks ago, with the critical importance of valuing history and knowing it as source and resource uh, a source and resource for our lives and for this living tradition of Unitarian Universalism. We continued last week with a dive into the world of theology, something deeply personal and unique for each of us, but which has somehow gratefully brought us together in this diverse community of kindred people. And today we continue on the path towards the rising sun, toward the soft horizon before us where the earth bends ever so slightly and toward which our eyes can reach but so far. Where are we going? Like with history and theology, questions of purpose and direction for an individual, a family, a congregation, community, nation, etc., can be a delicate and difficult path to consider. 
Additionally, these guiding questions, where do we come from? What are we? Where are we going? Are more than meets the eye. For example, where we are headed is not just like there or to lunch afterwards. It's something deeper that invites us to think about our principles for living, about the things or ideas we value, which gives us nourishment and nutrients like the rich soil within which that somewhere, someday, future world may be rooted and nurtured. Values or ethics are the topic, topics for our today's service. Of particular interest, I want to explore how our Unitarian Universalist values can shape our imagination of what is still to come. Of what is before us, of where we might go in love with hope and by courage, how we will get there, the how, will conclude our series next week. But for now, Let's leave aside the how, and we rest here in the imagination, the dreaming, and the holding of and being held by our shared values in community. I've used the words of our second reading that Liz read on a few occasions over our six years together, and six years I've served as your minister. The, the book, Prophetic Imagination, lays out the power and importance of acknowledging and claiming our capacity to not only dream and imagine a world to be, but to do so in prophetic, liberatory, and subversive ways. The words that Liz shared from Brueggemann's book states it quite clearly, and from the get-go, he tells us to slow down on the doing, if for only a moment or a minute or an hour, so that we may have time to truly imagine upon which values we want to build a more just and loving society. Brueggemann writes, our culture is competent to implement almost anything and to imagine almost nothing. I'm going to say that again. Our culture is competent to implement almost anything, but to imagine almost nothing. He goes on to say that, quote, the same royal consciousness that makes it possible to implement anything and everything is the one that shrinks imagination because imagination is a danger. From the start, we would do well to heed this message. Imagination is both a superpower and a danger that we can harness individually and collectively. Imagination is a danger because change is hard and particularly difficult for those who feel they have something to lose or those who are enjoying the benefits of the status quo. And so from a very young age, we are told to stop daydreaming. Kids are told to snap out of it. Adults are told to get back to work. Busy families are told to stay on schedule. Con congregations are told that it is easier, likely, to do things the way we've always done it because at least we know what it looks like in practice. But as society or any subset within, this practical decision of limiting our superpower of imagination has led to a collective malaise and narrowness in our understanding of what is possible now, now, let alone in the future before us. 
At UUCCI, however, we affirm here the deep truth, which is that our actions matter, our love matters, how we use our time or spend our money or with whom we connect and share our lives with matters. It matters, and not just in that these decisions and actions hold worth and meaning, but also, and perhaps primarily, that these actions matter insofar as they make a difference in the world in which we live. They are of consequence. Our lives matter, and here we may come to believe that so deeply that we work to come, that we come to live, that we truly live with a moral and ethical framework that acknowledges our actions make such a difference. And so we inherently agree with the Greek philosopher Socrates, who said, the unexamined life is not worth living. We agree that we have a responsibility to examine our thoughts, our feelings, our words, and our actions. We agree here to examine how we are living with integrity or not, and in alignment or disalignment with our values that we hold as a community. For my friends, it is from this examination that we begin, we may begin, to refine our lives, improve our character, and find our path once more when we lose our way. Just as Socrates said, the unexamined life is not worth living, I would say, in the spirit of Brueggemann, that the unimagined life is not worth living either. Said differently and in the positive, one might say, the life worth living is the one we imagine to be possible, even if it feels unimaginable. The life worth living is the one we imagine to be possible, even if it feels unimaginable. This is another quality of our UU values, which is that we are called to imagine and build the world we dream about. We do so by looking to our values, which are these timeless and transcendent qualities of life that we choose we choose freely to hold and make real in the world. Like I said earlier, we hold our values and our values hold us, not just in comfort, but in loving accountability to their truest presence and possibility. So what are our values as a congregation? Or maybe an easier first question, what are your values as an individual? If you had to write down your top five values for yourself or your family, what do you hold up? What do you value? What is the path that you have set before you with the values within you and beside you that carries you on your journey? Five years ago, we as a congregation stated our collective values as a step in the direction of defining our mission as, our congrega as a congregation and purpose, our reason for existing, um, and our ends, or the horizon towards which we are all moving. These values, as I have shared in the past, were developed by over 70 members of the congregation, 7-0. And they are the ones that emerged and were distilled and are likely still accurate for our community today. Our values don't change as much as perhaps our mission or our ends do. We hold these values. We might say we value these four. One, nurturing community with love and compassion. Two, freedom of spiritual and intellectual growth. Three, openness to the mystery of life. Four, courageous, thoughtful action. Now, these values are a bit more specific and nuanced 
um, and don't include food, I noticed, because, but because they are compounded as phrases, which each additional word adds meaning and contour, um, thus calling for further interpretation of how we might apply these in our lives. If we broke these values up in order and we had a longer list, we might say that it, at UECCI, we value nurturing, community, love, compassion. We value freedom, spirituality, intelligence, growth. We value openness, mystery, life. And we value courage, thoughtfulness, action. These are the four values at UCCI, which are made up of 14 component parts. Collectively, they help us to know what is of greatest importance to us as a community. And from them, from these values, we can imagine a world that we can help create together. Where are we going? Where are we going is also a question that extends beyond our individual and communal values. That is, it calls us to consider where Unitarian Universalism and our sibling congregations and our collective UUA are headed. We have, after all, a living tradition, one that changes, transforms, and responds to the needs of the world today and in the rising future. Throughout different chapters of our Unitarian universalist and Unitarian universalist histories, there have been different ways to articulate not only what, not only elements of our theologies or things we might believe, but also our values as well. Some of you may have come to deeply appreciate the seven UU principles that are depicted in writing on the walls when you enter in the narthex. Principles are not so much beliefs, but more so values or ways of living principled lives. Our seven principles have been around for the past 40 years and in different forms and wording since the consolidation of the Unitarians and Universalists in 1961. These principles are the values for which we have aimed to embody and live by within our congregations. The introduction goes, as members of the Unitarian Universalist Association of Congregations, we covenant to affirm and promote. Oh, there's that word covenant again. Our covenants or our promises are those to uphold these principles and values within our congregation, congregations and within society at large. While there are times in life where we may make a complete 180 in what we value or believe, what is more common is that over time, our values are refined. They are given greater clarity and contour so that we can articulate them more accurately and embody them more holistically in the current day. As you may have read about or heard about, our larger UUA, which is not a hierarchical body, I'll say again, but an association of our local autonomous UU congregations that choose to be in covenant with one another. Our UUA has been exploring a change to how we depict and live our values in this era. And get this, over 10,000 people, and 10,000 was like our numerology today. That was very cool. Over 10,000 people have participated in the work led by a group of volunteers who together formed the Article 2 Study Commission. Article 2 refers to the section of the UUA bylaws uh, in this that we are addressing here. 
The Article II Study Commission, or A2SC for short, have spent years engaging UUs from across the country, over 10,000 people, to discern and determine what are the changes needed for the world in which we live today, the changes needed to how we talk about our values and our covenants with one another. Remember, this is not related to our theological beliefs. We have no creeds, no common uh, set of expected beliefs as Unitarian Universalists. Rather, this is about how do we talk about our values and promises that we hope to live by and make with one another today and into the future. Our first reading articulated the six proposed values and uh, covenantal commitments. We will have an opportunity to approve next June at the General Assembly. As an aside, the annual General Assembly of the UUA is sort of a grab bag of business meetings and workshops and Sunday ser services that people can participate in. It's quite uh, wonderful, but this coming GA is going to be virtual in order to make it more affordable and accessible for a larger amount of UUs. So consider signing up with me next spring. We'll talk about whether we might have some watching parties or whatever, because it's a very important and monumental moment in our UU history. As I said, 40 years since any change was made. But back to the reading. These six principles, with love at the center, are some of the guideposts for the world we hope to create together. Our future, if we dare so, if we so dare to dream and imagine it, and then build it, will be rooted in these values, among others. I'm going to share these six again, briefly, ending with love and speaking to what a wonderful world we could imagine together. These are not so, uh, excuse me, these are not to be seen as having an order or hierarchy of value. Perfect. The world we will create together will value interdependence, pluralism, justice, transformation, generosity, and equity, all centered around love. Interdependence. We will honor the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part. No longer will we turn away from the pain or suffering of others. We will live with the bone deep knowledge that our lives are inextricably linked with all that is, was, and ever will be. Our actions will honor the web of existence and we will come to recognize the beauty of proximity. We will come to realize the beauty of proximity and choose to move closer rather than further from one another. Pluralism, quote, we celebrate that we are all sacred beings diverse in culture, experience, and theology. Not only will our world be rooted in our knowledge and behavior as interdependent beings, but in the value we place on our sacred diversity of lived experience. We will not just agree to disagree, but find ways to understand one another at a deeper level, at a deeper level, moving toward common ground. We will see difference as a fact and choose to celebrate rather than minimize the gifts our diversity brings to our community and our world. Justice. We work to be diverse, multicultural, beloved communities where all thrive. Our community will be a place where all of us can thrive and a place where one cultural value will not be pitted against the next. Our world 
will see the need for shared flourishing and we will put aside any notion of survival of the fittest. We will come to understand what it means to feel beloved, what it means to feel beloved and to see that embrace extended out beyond these walls. Transformation, we adapt to the changing world. As the late black sci-fi Afrofuturist dreamer Octavia Butler writes, all that you touch, you change. All that you change, changes you. The only lasting truth is change. Perhaps God is change. We will see transformation as healthy and a sign that we are still alive. When we find a split in the road, we will consider what is the most compassionate and liberating path we can take. In our learning and our acting, we will see ourselves as agents of change, noting that the change we seek is toward greater love, courage, and peace in the world. Generosity. We cultivate a spirit of gratitude and hope. We will grow generous. Uh, we will uh, grow uh, generosity like fruit on a tree. We will share our gratitude as nourishment and inspiration with others. The hope we experience will outweigh the despair or helplessness we can feel at times in life because the spirit of all life and love is abundant, flowing, and ever-present. Equity. We declare that every person has the right to flourish with inherent dignity and worthiness. In this world to come, we will know that dignity is not earned, that people don't have worth, but rather they are worthy of love, respect, and care. We will break down the barriers to full access and experience of this sacred life we have all been given. Collectively, we will see one another as beautiful and whole. Finally, as the revised values states, love is the power that holds us together and is at the center of our shared values. We are accountable to one another for doing the work of living our shared values through the spiritual discipline of love. It will take practice, my friends, to embody the discipline of love. It is a discipline. It will take practice. So easy it is, I have found to step away from love and towards the intoxicating mirage of hubris or apathy, or tribalism. Love is our work here. Love works here in our hearts, with uh, our children, in our singing, and our eating, in our laughing and crying. Love is alive, and we practice it here so that we may come to live by it, that we may come to know it by heart, and therefore bring it out with us beyond these walls into the world that so desperately needs more love. Together, may we envision a radically transformed world of justice and equity, a world where our interdependence is felt and our pluralism is celebrated. And in that world, may we find our love shared freely, generously, and continually until all awake and know that that love cannot ever be taken away from them again. May we be that love for one another and for the world. May it be so. And amen.